following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Um, one is, I say, I always tell people, go witness a childbirth. I usually uh, cannot believe in God in my, after witnessing a childbirth. And number two is, I say, watch, you know, watch videos of the Six Day War. And you can't, I mean, it's unbelievable, the miracles that occurred, that it's clear, to me at least, clear the hand of God was about. So I just wanted to... You go to, on my trip that, that makes them believe in God, too. Which one? The yeah. what? Germany, Poland, yeah. they believe in God. I'm sure it's not that causes them to question. How mm -hmm. it is a, not such a simple thing with faith in God. Anyway, so since today is Yom Yishalayim, so we're going to discuss um, selling organs. Not sure the connection, but uh, selling Morgan, selling organs, selling organs, um, not pianos. But okay, <laughs> since today is Yom Yishalayim, we're going to discuss selling organs. Steinways, <laughs> organs, organs, oh, selling organs. Okay. okay, not the ones you play. As opposed to stealing organs. I will finish with stealing organs. Um. That was the last three weeks. So now we're gonna. There's some overlap between the two. Um, and they connect the young Yerushalayim and selling organs? Uh, sure, there's a yeah. We'll figure out a couple letters in common. If you stay till the end, <laughs> you might find out. Right. <laughs> Do we have another, another? You can read the title. It's not even in Hebrew. Yes, I can tell um, well, I could probably read some of these words. Well, the Hebrew one I have is in Hebrew. <laughs> okay, so, so um, just make it Hebrew. Let's see where to start from. Because these are these are some sources on the topic. Really, not addressing the topic. Obviously, this is a, um, as Ron said, this is a modern topic in the sense of couldn't have been addressed in the Talmud. They didn't have organs to sell. They had organs, but they. Couldn't really sell them. <laughs> right, so these, no organs. So we lived for many years, thousands of years without organs. So, but there's a, there's a number of issues that I've, I want to address, which um, I think is important. So, so first of all, in Western society, this sounds, I guess the word is abhorrent. It sounds pretty, I mean, even what's the question? Ethically, morally, to actually go ahead and have the selling of organs. But strictly from a halachi perspective, as we'll discuss, um, it's not it's not so necessarily uh, more something morally wrong with it. We'll discuss it. Um, well, shouldn't we? If you you give organs, you don't sell organs. No, that's the question. Giving organs is a good thing. We're talking about can I take money for giving my organs? Meaning, the question would be: Listen, if you're a patient who's deathly ill. I don't even think there's any halacha question. Meaning, if there's, if you're someone who need desperately needs an organ, and the only way you can get the organ, and you're going to die, the only way you can get the organ is by paying for it. Um, I don't even hear the halachic issue in that case. There would be no question. You even have to if save it's your life. to do so. So listen, there are. Uh, of course, we have. Uh, we follow the laws of the land. That's a good thing usually. But I'm saying, when it comes to saving life, just like you're allowed to speed, uh, go to the hospital, you can drive through the red light. I mean, well, I'm saying so. Evil so I don't personally, I mean, again, I haven't seen anyone address this head on, but I don't hear the question. If I can um, travel to India or go to somewhere where I know there's a black market for organs and, 
and buy a kidney, and I'm going to die if I don't have a kidney. I don't hear any question. There's no halachic issue there. You might be obligated to do it. You have to save your life. What's the question? You know, there's an obligation, as we know, because you have to save your life. Um, so the issue is more, uh, the, the issue that I'm going to address today is more when it comes, again, so if you're the individual who needs that kidney and you can afford it, and it's, you're going to die without it, even if there might be risks in taking that kidney because it's on the black market, you don't know where it may, assuming even then, so you know, you have to, like anything in Allah, you have to, in, in, when it comes to life, saving a life, you have to outweigh the, the short-term life versus long-term life, the risk versus the benefit, etc. But I'm saying, but, but I don't even hear Allah's question. Yes, what's the issue? Which is not a great thing. If you're buying an organ because you're going to die without it, somebody had their organ stolen from them. Oh, it doesn't mean necessarily. necessarily. It means someone it. sold it or voluntarily well, gave it up. They get it. It's their own organ. Mean? They donate one of their kidneys. Yeah, I'm saying give more. Fifty thousand well, bucks, I'll okay, give you a kidney. That, yeah. that, but quite likely, if it's on the black market, it wasn't somebody. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. There's a big black market for organs that. where where people voluntarily give up their organs for money. That's what we're going to discuss. So the so the okay, problem is more from story. the donor end. Halachically, again, the recipient he needs an organ. I don't even I don't even hear the moral question or the halachic question technically, unless again he's taking it like. Like last week, if you're stealing it, that's a different question. Or if I'm, someone else won't have it because of me. So that's a different, that might be a different issue. Yeah, they once had a thing actually on, uh, what's that television show, that very popular, Law and Order, where a guy donated like 200,000 bucks to a transplant surgeon to get his daughter moved up on the list. So mm -hmm. she got a kidney. <laughs> that, that's a different that's, moral that's question. That's a little Yeah, sticky. that's a different moral question because someone else is not going to get one. Because exactly. But, but assuming, let's say, or let's say you have a friend who... He's ready to donate his kidney for two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, ba so making babies. Right. So, so somebody says, exactly. I will, yeah. I will so, so, the, so again, the, the issue is grow, right. exactly. The recipient is not a quite. I don't hear the halachic issue for the individual. There's two questions. One is, as a society, um, should we implement such a thing of selling organs? Um, that's 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 a bigger question. That might be a lucky question, and also as a because how's that going to affect society, morals and ethics of society? So that's a societal question, and then you have the issue of the donor himself. Me is I'm an observant Jew. Am I allowed to donate my organ for for money? Um, not donate. Sorry, that's the wrong word. Um, can I give be a donor, an organ donor, for pay? Um, that's the, that becomes the question. Well, isn't there a third issue, the one I just raised, which is sort of on the what circumstances can you buy it, Meek? And when are you actually depriving someone else of an order? Yes, I'm saying in, in most cases, especially on the back market, you're not depriving someone else. I mean, it's a it's free market. I mean, anyone can buy it. Well, okay. but if the person is selling, yeah. they've already agreed to sell and or have already right, so sold. So we're not the dealing with that. We're dealing with this. You know, this assumption is just a zero sum game, so that there are certain people that have organs and certain people that need organs. But you know we're coming into a day and age when you're going to be able to create your own organs from your own stem right. cells, and so you're not paying for your organs; you're actually paying for a company to right. Right. design your your or no your it's replacement awesome. organs. Unless your stem cells. This reminded me of you, a movie. That's you. why I was looking it up. Called The Island, where they create right. humans that are the exact <laughs> match of humans that live on the earth. Well, 
they're the clones, but they don't know they're clones. They're just bodies, basically. But well, yeah, there's another one called. This is where I leave you with where they have clones who whose job is they grow up to donate organs to the people. Right. Well, that's what I'm, this is. The island. Right. right. And this Isn't is there another movie you once watched? Well, there's, there's actually um, been a, a, a somebody right, that's, uh, had a baby just to... Them. That was in have to pay back. Right. Yeah. Just to... You have to pay a certain amount of money, and if they're not going to come back, take back your own. Wow. So nice. Right, so this is... What's the name of that? a great movie. I can get into that. Great movie. Yeah, that one. I know. You saw that one. That's the one it's violent too. Yeah, they come and yeah, they come and actually take. If you it. don't pay by a certain time, they yeah, come it's and a great back. movie. Uh, you know, major money. But the, the, all the dirty little things is also another one where you uh, yeah. they have an, an Indian surgeon who has, gets roped into doing. Oh, it. But that one, that one's really brutal. That one where they come and take your organs, repo they repo, repo your organs. Like a repo man. With for organs. There's two issues. There's two issues about selling. One is selling to cover your expenses, and the other is selling for profit. Oh, so covering expenses, I think that's even normal. That's done today. For a donor today, um, like the, the recipient or the insurance company covers everything. So you're talking about selling So Yeah, so I'm saying you, you're making a wedding. You can't afford the, you know, to, to have the six-course meal, a 12-piece band, and a smorgasbord, the Jewish wedding, Just to have sushi at the smorgasbord. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's for it. repo men? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's it, that's it. Yes, it's so, a good movie. Uh, yeah, worth watching. Really? Okay. So, it is uh, brutal. So anyway, the question is like this: You're making a wedding. You need to have uh, speaking. Uh, you need to have you know twelve-piece band, a Jewish wedding, with you know uh, DJ with sushi, chopped liver, whatever else. The wedding. So you, it's a lot of money. I don't know if you made a wedding recently. It's not cheap. It ain't cheap. So you, the only way to pay for it, you know, someone is offering you one hundred fifty thousand dollars for your kidney. Why not? Let's pay for the wedding. So that's the question, right? Or, I mean, there are many scenarios, which, real scenarios that have have happened today, you know. Or grandma dies and uh, shouldn't leave much over in the will. You're trying to use all her assets as much as possible. <laughs> Things like that. So that's another question. I mean, not only live organ. I mean, the question would be even selling. You sell grandma's kidney. Right, grandma's kidney after death, I mean, you know. Sure. So... So are, are you allowed to do that? So there's a number of issues here. The first and foremost is which we discussed here in the past, um, relevant to other things, but here it's a very key question, which is the question of what we call chavala, which means you're, besides the prohibition of killing yourself in Jewish law, there actually is a prohibition of wounding yourself, mutilating yourself. So self-mutilation, or allowing yourself to be mutilated, is problematic in Jewish law. So is this called mutilation? It's not for my healing. From healing me, of course I'm allowed to mutilate, mutilate my body. It's not called healing. Surgery is, even though it's mutilation, it's not called mutilation. It's called... So the question healing. is, how do we view this? Yeah. That's question number one. So the, the prohibition of Chavala. Sounds yeah. good? No. Okay. Number two is, um, issue number two is the question of who does it belong to? So in Grandma's case, for sure, and then we discussed a little the guy, the motorcycle guy, taking out his sperm. We didn't get into it as much, but the question is, who do body parts belong to of dead bodies? That's question number one. So can I, as a grandchild, just because it's my grandmother, say, okay, I'm going to give that person's organ away without permission of that dead person? Okay, that's question number two. Who, do, who, do, who owns our bodies? And even when you're alive, 
question becomes, do we own our bodies to say that I can sell a body part? I can give sell my kidney, who said it belongs to you? So there's a question of dead bodies, who owns dead bodies, which is more even a legal question, um, meaning legally, uh, in even American law, can I decide, and, and actually this guy who we're taking sperm out of after death, they needed to have a power of attorney. The doctors asked me to get from the parents, which I didn't, they didn't anyway, um, a power of attorney saying that they have power, meaning they have rights to his organs. They, with barring that, the people at Baylor would officially, they said they wouldn't do it. They couldn't take his sperm out because they have to see that they have power of attorney and rights to his body. Okay, so who owns the body? Just because I'm what about the, the surrogate issue? Like, who owns your kid's body? Where kids don't have any power. Yes, that's a different question. That's a minor. Yeah, that's okay. a whole different issue. Right. Here we're talking about even your own body. Do you, even when you're alive, do I really own my body? So that's an issue number so that I can just say, okay, I'm going to sell my kid. Who said you have a right to do that? That's issue number three. Um, the other, not a fifth issue um, discussed is, is just as doctors, we, we mentioned it in the band last week, two weeks ago, you can't charge for a mitzvah, okay? I can't, you can't charge to save a life. You can only <coughs> charge you for your expenses, as you were mentioning. So here, too, can I charge? Basically, I'm charging to save this person's life. I'm giving him a kidney. I'm saving his life. I'm, it's a mitzvah for me to donate it to save his life. Right? It's a mitzvah for me to rescue him. So can I charge for that mitzvah? I mean, why do even accept money? So again, expenses, um, that's not, that's okay. Just like for a physician, you're allowed to charge for your expenses. But above and beyond, if I'm getting $150,000, how does that work? So that's issue number four. Um, probably come up some more issues. So, that, so, let's, so let's start from scratch, which is the issue of Havala. Okay, so the first thing is, there's a Gemara Baba Kama that says, um, discussing in the context there, it says, man, and Baba Kama is the tractate in Talmud dealing with damages. If I punch you in the face, um, so I have to pay for many, we discussed this in the past, there's five forms of damage, very modern in the Torah itself, which is emotional damage, actual damages, um, medical bill, medical uh, bills, uh, what else is there, shame, that's loss emotional. of work, loss of work, exactly, workers' comp, Missing one. So yeah, we did that about two years ago. Yeah, discussed that here. So, so that's a fascinating thing. The Torah discusses, the Talmud, of course, elaborates on all these forms of damages. So one of the things discussed is even self-inflicting wounds. How does that work? Let's say I give you permission to punch me. Do I have a right to tell you, you can punch me in the face? I say, now I have permission. So how does that work? So the Talmud says, Man Tana the Shamid Lay. Um, this is a Gemara Balakama, 91b. Who is the opinion that says that a person is not permitted to, to wound himself? And it discusses it's this quote from Brisa, the Tanya we learned in Brisa. So it discusses there, um, there used to be a custom in traditional Judaism, I mean, still is a custom in traditional Judaism. Other denominations have got, gotten away from this, I'm not sure why. I guess they're cheap on their clothing. Maybe it comes from here, but when you sit Shiva, right after you informed of the death of a loved one, you're supposed to rip, rend your garment. Okay, mm -hmm. as we know today, some people, they just put a black ribbon, some people put a pink ribbon, some people don't put a, just put a pin. Eyes. And God forbid to rip, your, rend your garment, because they don't have enough other garments in their closet. 
Um, so, so, you, so, so the Gemara says, the question is when you rent your garment, how much can you do, etc. Um, because there is a concept, it's true, it's Baal Tashchit. We have a concept of destroying something for no reason, you're, you're total destruction. But here there is a reason, and it's, it's whatever it is, it's, it's a lethargic maybe, whatever argument you can make, even if you don't believe in the, the tradition, um, there is something to it, you're letting out your frustrations on God, on the world, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so, so, they used to, so it says it's, you can rip your clothing, it's not considered, an, you're supposed to rip it, it's not, there was an idolatrous practice of destroying clothing after someone's death, that we don't do. If you rip more than you're supposed to, that's a problem. Because if you just rip, you know, you rip it. Um, so it could be sewed up a little. It's called, you're supposed to rip, I believe, a tefach, a handbread. Okay, if you rip more than that, so then you just, you're, you have to throw away the garment. That's not a good thing. So it's okay to take a rent item and sew it back up? Um, that's what it seems to imply from it. Yes. Is that what's traditionally done, or no? Today, I mean, we live in a world of disposable yeah, world. Disposable yeah. So you're just uh, chucking. By the way, speaking, this is the connection to Yerushalayim. I just realized when you go to the the first time you go to Yerushalayim, um, not the first time when you go to Jerusalem, the old city, um, any Ari Yehuda, actually, any cities of Judah, the, so the halacha is that you're supposed to rend your garment when you see them in the structure. Actually, post '67, it's become a big issue. How does that work today in modern times, where we have Jerusalem? It's no longer in a state of destruction. So the argument is, and that's the big argument: Do you still, do we still do this custom of rending our garment on seeing um, Jerusalem in its destruction, or now it's not destroyed anymore? Or listen, the, the Harbait, as we know, the Temple Mount is still under the Mufti. We don't have control over it. It's under Jordanian uh, control. So is it still considered under destruction, and therefore you still run your garment? The traditional, in uh, mainstream Orthodox Judaism, the tradition is still to run your garment. So when you go to the Kotel and you haven't been there in 30 days, the tradition is you're supposed to tear your shirt. So there's a lot of loopholes. I mean, you go on Friday afternoon, you go on Shabbat. Of course, it's not done. There's no morning on Shabbat. So that's one of the loopholes. But also, like, what I do is I have a, I find an old shirt that has a stain on it. I wear it on top of my shirt, and I rend it. And also, you can pass it around to your party so everyone rips the same shirts. And not, Here's my rendable shirt. And for people that live there, do they have to tear so up? So, technically, if they haven't been people to the Koto in 30 days, 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 they have to rip Korea. They have to do this. But if you go every week, then you yes, don't have to. Yes, you go every week. But honestly, most friends, like most people, if you live in Jerusalem, you never make it to Koto. It's like, you know, it's a terrorist site. So, I have friends who, like, you know, like when I, I made a permit to Koto, they hadn't been there. They live in Jerusalem, they hadn't been there in over a year. A friend of mine started a project to take soldiers to Jerusalem because most Israelis haven't been to Jerusalem, let alone to the wall. Uh, yeah. So Trump did not rip his garment off. So he, you know, but he's that would a be too hard for him. Yes, true. So. Yeah, you're right. Now, as far as Ivanka so didn't, Ivanka and Jared didn't rend their garment. Do you so know that for sure? No, I don't. I mean, I just in the in the, the C-SPAN. Uh, 38 minute I mean, video. Most people don't. Coming a lot of people don't. Yeah, but I say halakhically you're required. Yeah. Halakhically you're required. Now, as, as far as... Um, <laughs> just okay. Okay. It's good to know what the halakha says. You don't have to Why do it. Why don't you write to Ivanka and tell her she missed an Is the length of the rend 
permissible related to the closeness of the relative? Like this much for a parent and this much for an uncle? No, it's, a good, it's actually a good question. I don't, there is different methods in different directions. How it's done for different, uh, but I believe it's tefach. Um, it's a very logical question. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so, so again, so going back, so that was the connection to Yerushalayim. I have a question. Look at that. If somebody's not Jewish, uh, they're not bound by halacha, so yes. they could sell an organ? It's fine. I'm going to say, surely. I got no problem with that. And then you could buy the <laughs> For organ. For a six-pack, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you could buy the organ. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, halacha, we're dealing with, yes, from a halachic perspective, right. a Jewish donor, yes. True. Um, we'll talk about society, the, the morals of society. That's a different well, That's an important question, most people in the world are not Jewish. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm saying, but we're going to first discuss Jews. Your world, people use to sell blood. Maybe they still do. Yeah, they do. That's the government. I told you, my mother used to get paid for giving blood. It's the only reason she done it. When you work for the federal government, I don't know. still today, you get the day off mm-hmm. if you donate blood. If you come in, you can do it once a month. The federal mm-hmm. government, you bring a note from the blood bank, you donate blood, you get the day off. Nice. It's really nice. So, um, so that's getting paid for blood. Yeah. With the current administration, you give the blood and then you go home permanently. He's still not Okay, so uh, I'm not going to be silent. You're going to take that out? You're just going to take that? Yeah. I said it quietly, so you wouldn't Okay. Okay, so the Gemara continues in source number one. Shemikarl Mesiosimidai, Lokim Shambatashis. And then the Gemara says, The Kosh came Begufai. Surely. Harming your own body, okay. This is if you even we don't allow you to even rend your own garments more than you're supposed to. So surely rending this is source number one. Rending you, rending your own body or um, mutilating your body is surely a problem. Okay, the, and then Tosfos says there. Um, let's give that one. So Tosfos says um, an interesting thing. Meaning, what about if? In this case, why is it considered mutilation? Meaning, by the way, those, by the way, I don't know if you've seen this also in, in, I don't know if it's a Muslim thing, I know in Iran it's done. After death, they actually mutilate their bodies. Many cultures have. Yeah, so they cause, they make blood come out. Right. Yeah. So that is, it was a common thing in those days, and that's what the Quran <coughs> is saying. It's so prohibited to do. That's not as called. Yes. Yeah, prohibited mutilating. to do that. It's not called mutilating in their culture. It's called um, mutilating in our culture. No, yeah. it might be called mutilating in their culture no, too, but they say you're allowed to mutilate. Do we do we you call we we call bris a mutilation? Yeah. No, we don't. I Not call, in Judaism. I call it mutilation. It's a mutilation for a purpose. That's going to be the question. Yeah. No, we never difference. use the word mutilation though yeah. for bris. I don't know what the Hebrew word for bris is. Okay, but we never Above, use yeah. that word. No, I'm not sure. There's no, I know there's no word. I'm not aware of word for mutilation. Chavala means. Wounding. Do they use the word kavala associated yes. with a bris? Yes, it is a wounding, meaning it's, if, if it wouldn't be allowed on Shabbat if it wasn't a mitzvah. It's not the eighth day, you can't do your bris on Shabbat because it's mutilation. No, the question is, would it be allowed Because the Talmud says it's kavala. There's a prohibition of kavala on Shabbat, nothing to do with mutilation. There's a prohibition of wounding on Shabbat, drawing blood. So we only allow, because there's a verse in two weeks and a few weeks ago, it's Parsha, Tazriah, that says, Bayom Hashmini, the Talmud learns, you're even allowed to do this chavala on Shabbat. That's refers to it as chavala. It's wounding. It's a wounding for a purpose. So that's the question. So what happens? And it's, it's a very valid point because is that defined as wounding? 
meaning when, as, as a surgeon, would you say when you do surgery, your surgery is wounding? Totally. Okay, yeah. so exactly, but it's wounding for a purpose. Yeah, for like sure. self-flagellating or cutting yourself after someone dies, oh, it's also for the same Tosa's reason. question, Tosa says. In that culture. Exactly, yeah. so Tosa says, even in our culture, Tosa asked the question, he says, um, in Tomer, says Tosus, second source here, he says, Tosus is the commentary on the Talmud. He says, What are we thinking at this point? We have to bring a proof that if you, if you rip your clothing completely, that you're violating this law of, of destruction, of wanton destruction. What the Gemara seems to be saying, and this is a very important in our question, in our context, Tosis is understanding it that the Gemara is coming to tell you here that even for Tzorach, even though you're doing it, not, it's not wanton destruction. You're doing it because a, a family member died and you want to show your frustration. So it's not wanton. It's an emotional outlet. There's a purpose to your destruction. Still, or for your mutilation of your body. And still the Talmud is saying it's still prohibited. That means mutilation, even for a purpose, is, according to what Tosis is saying, is still going to be prohibited. Okay, we still call that mutilation. Except that's for what Tosis understanding. No, again, no, that's the Torah commands you to do that. We're not talking about, you know, that's the Torah commands you. We're stuck with the commandment. So we have to mutilate ourselves. Um, even you though. You just said, you just no, said Tosa's the opposite. No, saying, even for an emotional outlet, something that's not a commandment. We're not talking about a mitzvah. The Torah is not commanding you to rent about, your clothes. Right, no, or non-commandment. Right, meaning, I, someone, God forbid, someone lost their loved one. So they're cutting themselves to show their frustration and, and as an emotional outlet, or they're punching their hand into the wall, which is going to cause their hand to bleed, or cause a hole in the wall, which is destruction. So even though there's a tzorach there, no, it's near, actually my mother was told me this, she met with her therapist this week, she has anxiety, and she's having a problem actually on Shabbat, it's a very long day in the summer, she, goes, she can't watch TV, she, has to, she needs an outlet. So she told she read me the list of what her therapist told her she needs to do. One of the things was, Punch your fist into a pillow. Okay, that's part that's mm -hmm. part of an emotional outlet and relieve anxiety. Okay, I'm not saying it's a good therapist, <laughs> but uh, but the point is right. So relieving anxiety, that's it. That's a purpose to that. But it's not a mitzvah from the Torah to relieve your anxiety. It's meant to be healthy. Maybe you can argue. But so the point is, according to what Tosa is saying, even though there's a purpose to your destruction here, whether it's your physical destruction, your body, your self mutilation, or your wall or your clothing. It's still prohibited. That's why. That's how he's understanding. Because we don't need a brisa. You know, as he's saying, we don't need a proof to tell me that wanton destruction is prohibited. Everyone knows that's a prohibition of the Torah. You can't just destroy things for no reason. That's called baltash. So it's a negative commandment. So obviously, he's saying the purpose of this statement in the Talmud is to prove to us that even when there's a need for the destruction, of course, the case of mitzvah separate, and we'll talk about that. Um, when there's a need for the destruction, it's still prohibited. Obviously, surgery for health reasons, meaning to fix someone's body, so that overrides because of the mitzvah pikuch nevesh. Or even, uh, that's why cosmetic surgery has the same issue. This has a lot, and a lot of the sources we discuss, it has to do with cosmetic same surgery. Because again, you're not, in that case, you're not healing. You're not reconstruction surgery. Right. Talking about just bigger body parts, or smaller body parts, or whatever. So, so in that case, you're not healing. So when it comes to healing, of course, we view, so and we'll discuss that, but it has to do with what you're saying. Do we view that act as an act of destruction or an act of healing? Or is it that the healing overrides destruction? So those are all very important questions in how we view it, um, relevant to taking out a kidney. Okay, 
you know, selling my kidney, where again, it's not an act of healing, for me at least, and I'm not, am I not doing a mitzvah because I'm getting paid? So that's really the question. Mm -hmm. What about ear piercing? I notice a lot of orthodox right, so very good question. Have, have so that. It's a good question. So, for some reason, and I've never gotten a clear answer, we discussed this years ago, and as you, it's, everyone does it, and it's in the Torah you find it. Like Rivka and uh, discusses all their nose rings, and uh, Eliezer right. brought uh, all these nice jewelry for, uh, so for some reason that's not considered mutilation. Um, I'm not sure why. I, I thought we explained answer. it that it was a cultural norm at the time. Correct, but still, why? Well, it's still why was it acceptable as a cultural you, norm? Why yeah, the Bible accept really it? Right. I mean, why, because according to what we're saying, mutilation of your body. Changing. No, but this is in the Bible that these people are wearing. Yeah, according to what those are saying here, mutilation, even for purpose, I want to look prettier, yeah. is not allowed. So why? It's a good question. So maybe Were there that's, earrings defined? Maybe in, in the, the ear I could hear, you can make the argument there's no blood. You know, maybe it's not mutilation. Mutilation, usually in Chavalah, in the Torah, means it's going to be blood coming out. Um, that's the definition of, of halachic, definition of Chavalah. But you can get an infection, so you can't have blood. Right, you get an infection, so right, and a lot of things when you eat. Uh, Chick-fil-A. It, it will create <laughs> infection. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, saying in the, the act itself times, is not mutilation. It was probably norm for everybody to do. Yeah, but again, that doesn't make it non-mutilation. But in your nose, is when you pierce the nose, is there blood? Oh, no, uh, when you pierce the nose. Meaning a nose piercing. I've never pierced the nose. From nose really? <laughs> never pierced the nose. I would mistake? assume there would be. Huh? Never even done by mistake? No. Move the scalp. <laughs> No, never done it by you mistake. You only go either. in from the bottom. I stay in the nose. Really? Don't pierce the skin. Lip there's bleeding. The insurance not. Oh, lip, lip there's bleeding. Nipple well. yeah. there's bleeding. Yeah. Vulva there's bleeding. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Those, uh, we're not talking about those. <laughs> One That's time flipping channels in Europe, I saw penis rings. Sure. Nice. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe them. Unbelievable. This part needs to be edited. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, so but the, in the, in the yeah. Ron's question, they do talk about jewelry. Do they talk about nose rings specifically or earrings? I mean, I know it like a yes, slave. Yes, Torah says nose, nose, nose and earrings specifically mentioned. Nose and earrings, yes, nose yes, rings and earrings. Yes. So Maybe that's where it comes from. Maybe. But if it's a slave, you're permitted to... What about the nailing of slave's ear to yeah, the door? Sure. Yeah, I'm saying so. Again, that's a mitzvah, but the question is wearing jewelry is not a mitzvah. No. If the Bible allows piercing the ear of a, of a Jewish slave... So you're talking about nose rings and earrings for Jews, yeah. not slaves. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Slaves are Jewish slaves. No, no slaves. No. Uh, yeah. They yeah, are Jewish true. slaves, you're right. Yeah. No, but again, but that's a mitzvah. Just because the Torah says circumcision is... You have to do it. It doesn't mean I can go and cut people's uh, <laughs> schmeckles. It doesn't mean it's not mutilation. I'm doing In other context. Yeah. I'm saying I don't know if that would be a good point. So, so it's a context. <coughs> yeah, I'm saying, you know, I can't say, okay, cut it, stay, you know. Babbit, they call it, there's a verb for it today, babbitize. <laughs> so you, just because I babbitize someone doesn't, you know. Okay, so. Well, um, sometimes if you go to Pesach, the Ashkenazis, says, well, you can't eat this, this, and this, and that's no rhyme or reason because from a purely, you can't use the five grains, it's not one of the five grains. So it's not in the Bible, it's not there, but they have made it as if it is. Now the conservative oh, and the reform have said, well, yes, you don't make it like it's it in the Bible, it's rabbinic. It's totally rabbinic. What you're talking about, you're talking about legumes? 
the kidney of uh, yeah, it's totally rabbinic. No one says gluten, it's from the Bible. No gluten, there's no. No one, no one uh, says it's in the Bible. No, I know that, but they have made it as if it is so. The yeah, that's a cust and, custom. And they write, but over the centuries, it has become. So what does that have to do with, with, with well, kidneys? Well, the same. Kidney beans, you mean? <laughs> the same thing with the jewelry. It was a custom to yeah. do that. And it sort of became okay. Yeah, but again, from that. a legal halachic perspective, we need to figure out it's why it's okay. Just because people do things doesn't make I it okay. I understand. So what I'm right. saying, as oh. such, they have changed that Pesach thing. Has maybe 50 years from now, Orthodox will agree too. Maybe, but I don't. That is well. It doesn't, it's the same thing. Well. Maybe 50 years from now. Can you convert Piercing your to ears will not be okay. <laughs> what? Can, you, can you convert to Sephardi? I know many people Mark who have. Yeah, I know many people who <laughs> Every Pesach. You know, see, this, the verse about paying for someone if you cause uh, them to have an abortion, you whack them in the stomach and they abort. You know, that's paying for not exactly a life, because the status of fee is a little sketchy. <laughs> but it's, sort of, it's not exactly an organ either. But it's something, and you're paying for it. I mean, does that in any way yeah, enter? But again, that's damage. That's if it was done no, but in, a, not in a non-intentional way. I have to pay damage. I understand that. That's different. Here, the question <coughs> is, can I permit it to begin with? It's two different questions. Should we allow? Can you? Can I sell my kidney? That's very different than if someone knocked out my kidney. Yes. So actually, by the way, I saw the fact he has a children about this. Let's say you mistakenly okay, your case. I hit someone's kidney and damaged it. Now they don't have a kidney. Right. Am I obligated to donate a kidney to that person now instead of just pay? Usually, you damage someone, you pay for damage. Here, I could repay him with my kidney. An eye for an eye. Can I? Can, kidney, yeah. <laughs> can I do that? Am I obligated? Can I? Of course, you can. Am I obligated to do that? You know, I, you know, mistakenly hit you, you know, and I, I killed your kidney. It's an interesting question. So, what's the answer? Question is always better than the answer. With damaging a, a, a fetus, causing an abortion, you're not you're not permitted to damage yourself, is what these uh, gemaras are telling us. But here, you're not permitted, obviously, to cause an abortion. But you've done it already, and the recompense yeah, is done, money. Yes. It's money. Yes, 100%. So it's the same thing. If somebody wants to sell an organ, they're they're going to damage themselves. It's just a question whether you're going to buy it or not. Yeah, but I'm saying they're only going to do it if they're getting money. The question is, do we allow? So he's coming to the rabbi. I have an offer. I'm making a wedding in three months. I have an offer of $150,000 for my kidney. Can I, he's asking the rabbi, can I sell it? We're not talking about retroactively. We're, we're only talking about Jews, not non-Jews yeah, anyway. So okay. the question is, can I make my wedding? All right. Can I pay the mortgage? Having an abortion a wound? What? Having an abortion a wound? That's what Charlie's point. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's it's not it's not we don't view not it as a life point to most. If you have one. Yeah, I'm saying so we, clearly you're organ? you're harming Something. an extended part of your body. Something. Yes, that's two, that is how we view it. That's Kavala. One of the you know, meaning for those yes for one for those who don't view it as a full life, which is the majority of opinions, one of the main issues what's the problem with abortion then? Really. So one of the main issues is Kavala. You're self healing yourself. Okay. Mutilating yourself. <laughs> um, so it's considered an organ. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, that's also why a lot of uh, Shabbat save the fetus even though it's not alive because it's like saving an organ in Shabbat. That's one way. Okay, so, so to, according to the Tosis, Tosis is really 
establishing a major principle which will cause a lot of problems because he's saying even when there's a need it's still called destruction um, or mutilation or chavalah, whatever you want to call so it. Somebody must have taken the task for that and said, on the other hand... I'm sure there is. I, I didn't find that yet. Yeah, I found that <laughs> on the other hand, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. Okay. So now, um, so then there's another seemingly contradictory Gemara with a story. The Gemara says in Baba Kama, um, actually on the same page, discussed as Rav Chista, can't have a maski b'nei hizmi v'higa. He was uh, taking a hike, and in those days, as we know, the men would wear long robes. Okay. And uh, he, he came to um, thorns and thickets and thistles. Okay. On his hike. Okay, that's his me and Higgy. His me and Higgy means thorns and thistles. So he says, so what happened? He didn't want his, his robe to get you know, caught and ruin his Armani robe. So he lifted, says, Mithi Lulamani. He picked up his robe, his clothing. Um, and his student said, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, meaning the robe, like, you see, you mutilate your body. Now his feet are going to get, you know, uh, thickets and thistles. So you'd rather do that to your feet. So he answered, Amar, he answered, he says, Zemalaruka, this can get healed. Zemalaruka, right? My feet, you know, I'm going to get scratched. That will heal. If I, my robe gets scratched, it's not going to heal. We discussed this in another That's context. people like their cars, more. right? Remember what it was? We discussed this in another yeah. context. This same story? Yeah, same story. I remember yeah. very well about it. Because same with sugar, and really <laughs> Yeah, my legs will heal. Yeah, assume you don't get infected, die, or... <laughs> yeah, well, it's this. I, I, I can't remember the context in which you brought this up before. Probably could be the same guy. I remember. We did this actually have here in this folder. It says Club Med 1114 with this same paper. Well, we clearly clearly you definitely brought this up before. I remember it very well. So, so uh, anyway, so so um, it says like this. I think we might have started this topic and then we never finished it or something. I don't know. Got sidetracked. <laughs> That's <laughs> As unusual. Usual. Okay. So so again. So so the question is, he seems to be saying, listen, I'm saving money. That seems to be his imp- the implication of Rav Chista here. Seems to be that. The fact that I'm going to save money by by uh, mutilating myself because now my garment won't be ruined. That's what basically what he's doing. He says I'm saving money, and to mutilate my feet. I'd rather mutilate my feet than lose the price of the garment when I have to go buy a new one. So yeah, that's basically what he's saying. So he seems to right. It seems to be contradictory. Meaning he seems to be saying. Nefesh, there's some other reasons you could. Yeah, he seems to be saying for tzorech. Those are saying even for tzorech, you cannot mutilate your body. Chesed seems to be implying. There's a tzorach here. I'm going to save money by not ruining my garment. That's sufficient enough for me to mutilate my body. Okay? That's, so that's the issue here. That's a sticky thicket. Um, so, so Pnei Shu, as a commentary there, seems to want to say that there's a difference between... what? How do you define tzorach? Tzorach gadol, tzorach katan. I mean, what's considered a tzorach? Just an emotional outlet? Maybe that's the case of the Gemara in the first case. That's not enough of a tzorach. Save money, <laughs> <laughs> Money is a, is a big uh, is a big need. Obviously, is not sane. What? Nebuchadnezzar is obviously not a sane person. Sane? Why? No, listen. I think this happens all the time. What are you talking about? I mean, we're not talking about he he's losing a leg here. I mean, he got some scratches. I always tell my kid, you know, you go on a hike. That's part of the being a man. Is you know, you get scratched up. You know, you wear shorts on a hike. You're gonna get scratched. Not like a major. Damage to his body here. Why would he put a nice garment on if he knew he was going for a walk in the woods? 
That's a difficult. He's a rabbi. rabbi. He's a rabbi. You gotta look the back then. You know, who knows how many garments you got? He's a rabbi. He needs to look. Yes, you know, presentable. Really, yeah, I'm sure it looks really good. You know, when I, I when I hike, I don't hike in shorts and a t-shirt. So I go hiking, you know, I wear a tie. And yeah, do you pull up your uh, shorts, your, your pants, so you uh, don't wear them? Sometimes. It's true. We went to Israel together. We were in the desert and vouch for that. You wore a tie and a white shirt and long pants. Sure. I even have pictures. <laughs> um, I go back riding Sunday morning with my daughter, white shirt. Always. Because I meet someone, I can't be seen. You know, so I'm posted on Facebook. Just flying out back as you race down the bike path. Um, I don't know if you saw his ride. Israelis uh, when Trump, they, they at the hotel. Did you watch the video? A little. So they had the rabbi, the hotel, and they had it. like a tour guide translator. They took like course, like Israel. This is the president of the United States. Get a good tour guide. Guys like you know, shirt out, like you know, <laughs> typical, like, three buttons open, long beard, pain, like couldn't speak a word of English. <laughs> he like literally couldn't get through. It's unbelievable. Israel is awesome. President, <laughs> yeah. Typical, like probably the worst possible tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Well okay. Um, so uh, okay, so that's the place she was seems to. So he differentiates, and again, that's obviously a very Fake statement. It says, Hazem Shani shoots Sarah Gadol. It's a cut in the fashions. I'm not sure what he means. I got them as a field of Bechavah. Even mutilating yourself would be permitted in a case, Hechadi Katsarah Gadol, where there's a great need. Um, so the question what that means. How do you define great need? So paying off my mortgage, is that a great need? Is paying, may, making a wedding, what's the need? And he's not confusing Sarah Gadol with a mitzvah. This yeah. Is, he's, he's, we're, make, we're still making that right. distinction. So there's another, there's a very important concept in this we've mentioned for sure here in the class in the past which is the Rambam the Rambam says in in source 5 says an unbelievable thing um, the Rambam says like this in, in source number 5 so when he's discussing this prohibition of self-mutilation says the Rambam like this also la'adam lachpo person cannot wound himself it's a prohibition to wound someone else besides the monetary issue of it which is, there's damages, you have to pay someone else, it's prohibited, in either case. So it's prohibited to wound someone else or yourself, says the Raman. And not only the someone who wounds, anyone who hits a, a upstanding citizen, whether it's a minor, um, uh, an adult, okay, you can't hit your kids either, whether it's a man or a woman, no difference, you don't discriminate. Uh, when it comes to hitting someone, Derech nitzayon, these are the key words underlined here. Derech nitzayon, which means bizayon, in, in a degrading fashion. Okay, and those are very important words, meaning you're doing it to degrade the person, to, to, to wound him. Okay, it's a fight. Well, it doesn't have to be a fight necessarily, but you're hitting your kids for, you want to hit them. over below sasa. He violates a negative commandment. What's the negative commandment? Shenemar lo Yosef lakosa. So he's saying hitting someone, whether it's, and he seems to imply yourself or someone else. The negative commandment, the Torah, when it refers to the lashes in court, a court bill of giving lashes, Torah says, Lo Yosef Lakoso. It's prohibited to even add one lash. That means if the guy, let's say it's 39 lashes, the maximum, if you, the guy counted wrong, he gave him 40, that guy is punished for his, uh, for his extra lash. The court bailiff is then going to be punished and violated this commandment. And the, the Rambam is extending that, I think it's a Gemara, to anyone. Meaning, if we even prohibit 
the court bailiff from giving one extra lash, surely it's prohibited to hit anyone for no reason. Okay, so it's a negative commandment to hit another Jew. Um, where again, minor, adult, it doesn't make a difference. Um, female, male, there's no differences. It's all prohibited. Im hezira Torah, and that's what the Ram puts in here. If the Torah warned us against hitting a sinner and giving him lashes, giving him even one extra lash, to hit an innocent person, of course it's prohibited. Okay, now the key word here that they that they deduce from this realm is an unbelievable word, and this is what we call a diuk, it's a deduction from the language. Not only do we believe the Torah, every word is written by God, and we can deduce things run from the Torah, even from the Rambam, we did, we make deductions in his exact language and how he writes his halacha. So here, the key word they're deducing from, it says, derech the this prohibition of mutilation of a human being, yourself or another human being, is, says the Ram is he he, quanta, he qualifies the statement the prohibition by saying derech nitzayon. When is it prohibited? Only if it's done in a degrading fashion, where you you want to whack the guy. Okay, but if you're doing it, you're a surgeon and you're doing it to save his life, or you're doing it even let's say to, to make the person prettier. That's not derech nitzayon. It's according to the Ram's qualification of the prohibition. It's only if it's done in a degrading manner, where your goal is to wound the person, your goal is to degrade the person. Anytime it's not done in a degrading manner, because Ram throws in those two words, where does he get that from? He's clearly qualifying the whole, the whole concept of mutilation. He says if you do it non-derech nitzayon, he doesn't say that, but that's the deduction. It's only prohibited if you do it derech nitzayon. If you do it non-derech nitzayon, okay, in an in an action that's not derech nitzayon, as in surgery or as in um, your purpose has you have a different purpose in what you're doing, then it's not a violation of this law. This, this opens up the juxtaposition of Derek Nitzion and the prisoner thing. He opens up to me, opens up a whole idea of having prisoners donate organs, and it's not a degrading, you're now elevating their yeah, punishment to a forcing them. No, you're giving mm -hmm. them an opportunity, like we'll oh. cut 10 years off your sentence if you donate a kidney. Uh, Good. Beautiful, saving taxpayers' money. Uh, but that's sort of what this... Saving taxpayers' money and we're helping people. Well, it's beautiful. Well, donate, if you donate your heart, it <laughs> will take a long time off your... But, you know, it sort of implies that you can do that. You can manipulate uh, prisoners that way because you're elevating. You're not degrading them that way. You're elevating them giving them a chance to a mitzvah. Listen, it's their prerogative. I don't hear the question in that case. But what the oh, Ram's saying is... the big problem is prisoners, are, they're not free to make their choice. You've got them locked up. So you're exchanging 10 years Yeah, so again, that's the difference. So that's what's called duress, what's not called duress. Meaning if I have to pay $100,000 for a wedding, and, and that's why I'm selling my kidneys, you can argue it's also duress. Yeah, It's also right. agreeing on right. a duress. I mean, uh, so... But prison is a little more duress. Uh, I'm not so sure. I live in my world, <laughs> making $100,000. Wedding is also, like, it's... You have to do it. You know, well, but for example, that's what makes human subject research on prisoners so complicated, that... You know, they'll agree to anything. Is they really right? So, so, so we'll get to that. They actually have seen modern response discussing this aspect of the rest and and how what kind of what's not considered, you know, how you define it, relevant to this context of someone agreeing to give up a kid. Mm -hmm. So, so again, so according to this Rambam, it's really it seems like this would be a major heter for being allowed to give away my kidney. Um, because, again, there's no, 
intention. Right, right, meaning there's no, it's not Derek Nitzayon, I'm not the greater on the contrary. I'm helping someone else, I'm, I'm getting money, I'm paying for my wedding, I'm paying my mortgage. So that's not Derek Nitzayon, I'm, I'm like you're saying, elevating the person. I'm getting out of jail right. 10 years early, exactly. I'm good in the world. So that's not Derek Nitzayon. So according to the Rambam, it would seem like it would be a, to apply this Rambam to our question would be very apropos, I think. And Ramosha Feinstein uses this in his tshuva about cosmetic surgery. Famous tshuva, which we've looked at many times. Nose jobs, right? Um, so Ramosha has a tshuva about nose jobs. And in his, in his, in his response, he brings this Ramam. He quotes his Ramam. Um, and he says, listen, as far as wounding, you know, it's cosmetic. Again, for healing, there's no question. For healing purposes, meaning for someone to mutilate them, that's not either we, we'll talk about that not viewing as mutilating it or how we view that. That's not a question for Pekor Nefesh, or even for non Pekor Nefesh, for healing. The question is only for purely for cosmetic purposes. So is that an issue of Chavala? That's where the question comes up. Having surgery just for cosmetic purposes, no other reason. I, I don't like them in my nose. Um, it's functioning fine. There's no deviated septum, even though that's a trick. You know, all the, whenever someone's having cosmetic surgery, their nose, they say, oh, you know, I have a de deviated septum. Never admit that they had it for cosmetic purposes. That's the that's what they tell you. Why um, is this considered such a new thing? What Maimani said. I mean, I mean, just it, that intention seems to matter. I mean, it's sort of like the uh, circumcision issue. Yeah, you've been mutilating a, a boy's penis, but the Bible clearly says the intention here. God saying the intention here is to in, uh, in, induct them into the Jewish faith. Uh, so. Intention definitely matters. I mean, well, I'm Again, not sure what's so viewed as such a new thing. If God says something, so we believe God was a target. But I mean, between God so God, no, the so God tells us to do that, then we're stuck with that. Even if it is mutilated, we But in, the, idea that do about. the idea of intention matters. Why is that just a new thing here with my mind? How did it exist No, I'm saying there? specifically in this prohibition in this, okay. of, there's a specific prohibition. All right. Do not hit someone. So he's introducing Hitting yourself or someone else. One. So he's saying... I'm not even sure you can define his intention. It's maybe even, yes, the purpose of the act. Exactly. What's the purpose of this act? Is it to, what, what's the end goal here? So the end goal will define the action, is what he's saying. And therefore, all the prohibition is only that. And say, oh, smacking the guy because I, you know, road rage. Okay, that's where it's prohibited. No, it's not the end goal. It is the intention because, uh, you know, Opening up someone's abdomen to save their life is different than cutting them with a knife. It's your intention, what you wanted to do. You yeah, wanted so that's to harm. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm saying, what's my goal by doing this action? Mm, is it to degrade the person? Up with a wound, but it's your intent in doing it. Hey, you call it intention, goal. I think. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean think about think, think about um, manslaughter. You know, the axe flies off. Thing. It wasn't my intent to kill that guy, but I did. So we don't consider that murder, we consider it yeah, so again, manslaughter. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, it's... We're going there. Let's... Let's... Okay, uh, never mind. Yeah, you're confusing me. Let's stick <laughs> Sorry. to the top. good. Keep it up. Um, <laughs> the, the, so the point here is this Rambam, Ramosha Feinstein, uses it in his nose job tshuva to, 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 <laughs> to explain why Chaval is not the issue. Famous. His other issue is cosmetic <laughs> surgery. He says... Um, look what he says. Let's read number six. Again, the question was cosmetic surgery. He says, V'yesh lady raya. Let's, we want to bring a proof. L'shitas ha-rambam to the Rambam. Me'had amar baba kama sham Rav Chista. From, he's saying, what? Rav Chista's case of lifting his garment in order not to, he says, that's the proof. Where's the Rambam get this thing from? That's the question. The Gemara doesn't say, this mention this qualification of Derek and So where's the Rambam coming up with this? So Ramosha Fancy is saying, 
he got it from the story of Chista. Because it says, he says, because of Chista, you see from Chista when it's being done, mutilating your body there for a purpose because I want to make sure my garment doesn't get ruined, that's okay. Okay? No, that's what you see from Chista. Why is it okay? What do you mean? What's the difference? Because again, it's not Derech Nitzayon. I'm not degrading my body by myself or myself. I'm not mutilating myself just for denigration purposes. I'm doing it. My, my clothes shouldn't get ruined. So that's a valid thing. Okay? Say that again. You're I'm not, not getting my, I'm not walking through the thorns <coughs> because I want to denigrate my body. Because I want to ruin my body. I'm walking through the thorns to save myself $150 on my Armani suit. Does that make sense? Well, what do you mean? Which part? So, no, you're What's allowed to mutilate your body for monetary preservation. Actually, no, it's not that you're allowed to mutilate your body for monetary preservation. You're allowed to mutilate your body as long as it's not Derek Nitzayon. As long as it's not done for the purpose and the intent of denigration. This opens up a I'm not just cutting myself. Once well, again, that's the Ramam. Go, forget Ramosha. Go back to the Ramam. Yeah, Ramam says you, the only time it's prohibited mutilation is Derech Nitzayon. Really if it's just about money. Why? You don't want to waste $150, so you don't mind Listen, someone, your body. Right, someone is, uh, you know, let's say there's a flood outside. The car's going to get ruined. Yeah. Okay? So you're going to run out, even though you're going to... And, and move the car up into the driveway. Sure. Even though you're you're, you're gonna get, get soaked. Yeah, you're not soaked, and there's sewer water and everything else. There's chance of infection. There's a lot of things you're gonna do to save money. I don't think that concept is so far. But that's not considered right. mutilation. You're risking uh, infection. No, I mean that's yeah. not still considered the, the mutilation. Bio. Mutilation in this case, what he's doing, he's got a few scratches on his leg. That's the mutilation we're talking about. Is that a major thing? You're talking to doctors. Your scratches on your legs are not benign. Suppose a woman. So, it, so meaning again. So the question. Suppose it's a woman. Again, the Rambam lifts up her skirts. Modesty. All of a sudden, she's showing. I mean, you know, you can you open up. With the woman, they lift their skirts. That's why. I'm saying, yeah, I don't know what that. It's the point is like this. One second. We're not saying that woman. What we're saying is. Again, the Ramam is defining the prohibition of mutilation to cases of derech nitzayon. It's qualifying. He's saying the only time it's prohibited is when you're hitting the person in a degrading manner. If I'm doing it for some other motive, That's which not is degrading. not degrading, meaning therefore because the other motive comes into play, it's not degrading to the person, so then there's no prohibition. Now, what, how do you... What, how you want to define the other motives? How far? What's degrading? What's not? That's questionable. Everything but could be not degrading. No, I'm saying if a guy cuts me off mind. and I what and I and I give him the finger and I cut and then we have he the comes world. out of the car and I swing at him. That's degrading. No, no, no question. You can't define that any other way. Tattoos are not degrading to the people that are They're getting beautiful. Them. So who said tattoos are an issue of, of mutilation? No, who said that? Her doesn't say it. Her prohibits tattoos. We don't know why they talk. All right, so I'm lumping them together. I should yeah, have. I'm saying, yeah, but we're but talking so about like self-mutilation. Again, it's cutting yourself because someone died. Okay, that's degrading to your body. You, there's, there's, it's an act of denigration to your body. That's the whole purpose. No, I'm, you're showing I'm talking uh, that's really in those cultures. That's what they do. When you go to a lot of Native Americans or Aboriginal, they have cuts all over their body to symbolize all sorts mm -hmm. of things. That's not considered mutilation. Right. That's the question of, uh, you know, That's hearings. like hearings. Yes. That's right. own heaven. So 100%.
So that's, no, that's what we're saying. So we're saying, according to the Rambam, again, he he's saying, that too. yes, in those cultures. Right, right, cultures right, right. So you can't pay somebody money to degrade you? Right, exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, <laughs> so, the, so now again, so now the Ramosh is saying, therefore, let's see the Ramosh how he applies it. So, so where did the Ramosh get this from? Chisim, kol chol vel chayiv. He says, if every time you you hit someone, you chayiv, echal yimutla lech b'nei If how would Chisim be allowed to go in the thorns? It's prohibited. So he's saying the Ramosh understood from that that when there's a, when it's not done derech b'zayon, okay, derech nitzayon, derech b'zayon. Then it's fine. Even though you're going to say, you can argue, usually in Allah, when something is for sure going to happen, we say it's as if your intent was to do it, even though that, right. uh, just like on Shabbat, it's called psikresh v'yamuz. If you cut the head off a chicken, the chicken's going to die. That's what Talmud says. So therefore here, he knows he's going to get, you know, thorns. Cut, yeah. Right. So why isn't that, usually we say that means his kavana, even though that's not your end goal, but that's your kavana. He said, the iser chovel, he says, therefore, you have to dis- define, and that's what the Ram is doing. The prohibition of mutilation is rak Since his going in the thorns and scratching his legs was for a purpose of saving the Ramani suit, that's not called and therefore there's no iser. Okay? When it's saying, hey, is defining, what does it mean? When you're doing it for the kavana of having the, the mutilation and the pain, kasha mikara lames, as that person who's ripping um, his garment uh, for the sake of the mace, um, because he has pain, he wants to pain himself, he's showing, he's doing an act which shows that I'm in pain. Okay, that's his purpose of the act. I'm going to cut myself. That's why these kids cut themselves also. They want to show they're in pain. Right, that's, uh, I'm not going to go into that whole, what's that, HBO show, that show? That's the new one. Uh, the 13. Right, 13 reasons. 13 reasons. Right, so, so that's the purpose. There's a movie called Secretary, too, like that, where uh, Asadis and the Masochists get together. Right, so the purpose is to show they're in pain. He says, that's when, and that's when, that's when has defining, he's, ex- he's, he's elaborating on the Ram, that's when it's prohibited. Um, uh, the road to Lahashka said, he wants to destroy. His purpose is destruction. Then, Yeshlasosha, Ratzin Vatsar, Huatsar, where the, your purpose and your goal is the pain, so that's called denigration, and that's where the, it's prohibited. Even if there's a tzorach in that case, even if there's a purpose, yes, my purpose is I want to show this pain. I always, you're saying there's always a purpose to what I'm doing, but a purpose of denigration, he's saying, is the problem. You understand? purpose of denigration is the problem. Because um, your goal is to pain, to, to pain yourself. Let's start in that case. That's what the Torah asked. And therefore, Moshe goes on to permit um, when there's a purpose in the cosmetic surgery, because you need it for a shirach, you need to get a job, you can't get a job, because you don't have the self confidence because of your nose or whatever it is. So that's when he permits cosmetic surgery. So he says that there's no chavalah in that case. That's not called chavalah based on this Ramam, based on Rav Chista's story. Okay, so so and everything's permitted. That's fine. That's oh, awesome. Again, cutting yourself, 
to that's great to cut yourself for a case yeah. of beauties in yes, the eye right. of the beholder. Yeah, totally. Literally. If you need it, no, you can go get it. No, he has to be a real. He defines it as a real emotional need. Well, how do you define a real yeah, emotional so need? Like my boobs different. are not big enough. I need them twice. Yeah, so if you live in okay. Bel Air, it's different. Your right. emotional needs my, are different than I if you live in my wrinkles completely gone, so I get Botox every three months. Okay, think of all the Munchausens. They need it. They need to be treated. They don't have. And this rational. That says it's fine. Totally well, fine. that's kind of the problem with this particular yes. rom bomb. So, so, so I can pay somebody to degrade me. <laughs> no, again, if your purpose is degrading, it doesn't work. You can pay someone to do something which is non-degrading. Degrading is prohibited, even if, even if there's but if another term. Pleasure, right? To receive the so, degrading. Yeah. So boxing in this case would be permitted because you're making a living. Oh, there's a different, the Pekuach Nefesh is a different story, we're not even at no, that point. No, boxing is not Pekuach Nefesh, you're just yeah, making a living. Pekuach Nefesh, <laughs> for me to be in the ring, it's Pekuach Nefesh. <laughs> I'm saying, we're not talking uh, about you. No, about well, boxers, boxer. I mean, they lose their, look at my mind. High school football. I mean, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm saying, it's pretty Pekuach Nefesh, boxing. Um, but that we discussed that, there's a difference, there is a hatter, by the way, of making, oh man, I'm over time, of making money. For, for a living, that's all we did discuss. Right. Dangerous careers, that's a separate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so, so we're going to have to continue. All right, this, but, so but, uh, we can go wound ourselves. It's awesome. Yeah, well, you need to sell you don't we do that don't in medical school? You draw my blood on your yeah. blood. If you're thinking of selling your kidney, hold on until next week. Don't yeah. sell it now, next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm not going to sell it yet. Thank you.